All right, so we have a six-game slate to talk about here on Tuesday. But before we do, uh, if you guys are new, my name is DK. And again, we'll be talking um, some NBA DFS in this video. I also make content for XFL, NFL, Prize Picks. Prize Picks, they're the sponsor. And again, make sure to use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. Link is down below. Um, we hit day one of the ladder challenge without a sweat. Kelly Olenek hit it in the first quarter. We took his over uh, first half PRA. And Rudy Gobert hit his fantasy score, I believe, in the third quarter. So that was very easy. Also, YouTube video, 1.5x. Steph Curry, even while getting injured, still hit his PRA. And Gordon Hayward pushed his assist. So that was nice uh, for prize picks. As far as DFS goes, just got ran into some bad luck. Random mess of foul trouble to bail the THT faders. How did the dumb slappies know, right? How did they know that THT would pick up three quick ones and barely play the first half? Number four, number five, early in the second half, but on the board. How about THT doesn't come back in? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sabonis, we finally got the floor game from him. It was the Fox show. I don't regret the play at all. I just loved this game in general, so that is what it is. Um, I was really high on the Rockets front court. No one played Jabari Smith. He smashed, obviously, Tari Eason. I thought it was a smash play. Um, Oche Obachi was in my core. I thought he was just overlooked by the field. He went off. Kevin Porter Jr. had a bit of a disappointing game. Olenek was my other flag plant that I really, really liked today. He went for a 50 bomb uh, at only 25% ownership. And then I, I did end up playing Fettuccine Alfredo. So what my plan was is I was leaving flexibility for Jaron Jackson Jr. News. So I was going to play Salty Aldama. I was going to go Aldama and Tyus Jones um, if Triple J got rolled out. But no, Triple J got rolled in. So I pivoted to THT and Fettuccine Alfredo. And Aldama has a career game because Jaron Jackson Jr. got in massive foul trouble. And then THT gets a massive foul trouble. Just like, come on, man. Right? Come on. So, like I said, just got hit with a little bit of bad luck today. It is what it is. Um, but that's the recap. Hope you guys had a good night. And, uh, yeah, let's talk about this six-game slate. So, we'll start off with Washington. No Kyle Kuzma. So, once again, I like Porzingis. I like Beal. Um, you know, these guys are going to lead the way offensively. It's a good spot for both. Um, I think both are a little bit too cheap. Beal should play low to mid-30s minutes. Porzingis, same thing. Um, you probably get a little bit more run for guys like Gafford and Denny Advia. I think they're going to start Kispert. So I think they'll go with the starting lineup of Morris, um, Kispert, Beal, Porzingis, and Gafford. But Denny, I still expect to probably play, I don't know, high 20s minutes off the bench, 28 minutes back-to-back games where they've been the miss, where they missed either Kuzma or Porzingis. So I think he's a reasonable option. Corey Kispert himself, again, not the best point permitted guy, but probably plays around 30 minutes. Um, I hate playing this guy. The one time I played him, he shot like one of 12 and went for five fantasy points. But that is the risk going to a guy like him. DeLon Wright, he'll play the backup point, probably play around 20 minutes. He's been quiet of late. Morris at 4'8", I think is kind of just reasonable. I'm not going to go out of my way to play him. And then Gafford got in massive foul trouble last slate, but that is always a risk with him. He probably plays low 20s minutes. On the Magic side, I think my take is I like all the main guys, Bancaro, Fultz, Carter Jr., Franz, and Cole Anthony. The issue is trying to pick which one, right? Like last game was Franz. A couple games ago was Fultz. We saw a big game from Carter recently. Paul Bancaro's had a couple 40 fantasy point games of late. So that's the tricky part. Cole Anthony at almost 6K feels about right, but still should play close to 30 minutes off the bench. So I have interest in all five. I just have a tough time picking between these guys. Gary Harris at 3-6, he's going to start. He's going to play mid-20s minutes. If he knocks down the shots, he can get you there. They have been going to Gogo Bataze as the backup five over Mo Wagner for what it's worth. Um, you might see a little bit of Cole or Caleb Houston, maybe a little bit of uh, Bull Bull, but uh, I will not be going to either of them. 
Detroit and Atlanta. So Detroit, once again, looks like they're going to be pretty shorthanded. No Bogdanovich, no Duran, no Stewart, no Diallo, no Burks. Uh, obviously, no Cade. We don't know the status of Hampton. We don't know the status of Livers. I assume the starting lineup is going to be Ivy, Hayes, Magruder, Bagley, Wiseman. Um, and with that being said, I mean, I like the ceiling of the two guards in Ivy and Hayes. There is some blowout risk here, but I expect mid-30s minutes from both these guys in an up-tempo game. Wiseman probably plays around 30 minutes. Bagley, I would think, with no Duran, probably gets some backup five runs. So he's still playable there at that price point. Magruder's been playing well, but um, if Livers is back, I'm a little bit more worried about his minutes. I don't know if I get to anyone else. Corey Joseph, 4-8, should see 25 to 30 minutes off the bench. Omorie probably sees 20-ish minutes off the bench. I guess he's fine at that price, but let's move on to Atlanta. So the big news here is DeJounte Murray, right? DeJounte Murray, questionable if he misses. Really like Trey Young, who had a bad game last game, but don't care. Got to have short-term memory. And then Bogdanovich will see more run. He would look a lot better. And the other starters would look better. So, like, Collins, you know, Daniel Hunter would look better. Sadiq Bey probably get a little bit more run. So, everyone's going to look better if DeJounte Murray is out. If DeJounte Murray's in, it's kind of the same thing it always is with Atlanta. Of, like, Trey and DeJounte would be playable in tournaments. Capella and Okongu would also be playable in tournaments. But their minutes fluctuate. Collins had a ceiling game, what, two games ago. But he now feels priced about right. So, it'll be a bunch of secondary guys if uh, DeJounte Murray is in. But if he's out, that's where Atlanta looks a lot more appealing. Cleveland and Brooklyn. So the big news, obviously, Jared Allen, he's questionable. If he plays, then I don't know if there's anything I would go out of my way to play. I think, you know, Mitchell and Garland still be playable. I think Allen and Mobley would still be fine. Mobley probably a little bit overpriced. If Allen's out, then I do like Evan Mobley at 7-7. He's going to start at the center position. He's going to play around 40 minutes as long as the game stays competitive. Mitchell and Gar- Garland do have a ceiling. Um, they're fine tournament plays. Levert's been playing well off the bench, but 5.5K feels about right for him. Um, and then if there's no Allen, you should get you know uh, more minute security for guys like Okoro, Chetty Osman, Lamar Stevens, even Ricky Rubio. Um, but again, if Allen's in, I don't know if I'm going to get to any of those secondary plays. For Brooklyn, we got no Ben Simmons. Dorian Finney-Smith's status up in the air. If he misses, I assume they just go to Royce O'Neal in the starting lineup. But that's the case. I would say Royce would probably be my favorite play in the Nets. Dinwiddie and Bridges, I don't like the matchup for them, but in competitive games, they're playing 35-plus minutes. Nick Claxton, 6.8. He should play around 30 minutes. I think he's fine. Cam Johnson, if he stays out of foul trouble and doesn't go to the locker room, he should play mid-30s minutes. Reasonable. But again, I don't love the matchup at all for this team. I don't even know if I would get to any bench guys. I mean, maybe a little bit interested in Seth Curry, but um, yeah, pretty easy to talk about. Moving on to the Spurs. I mean, this is just typical San Antonio Spurs fashion. No Vassell, no Zach Collins, no Sohan. No, Bassey. We don't know the status of Graham. We don't know the status of McDermott. Um, Trey Jones is doubtful, so he's not expected to play. I think Graham will play. So I think the starting lineup is going to be Graham, Branham, Keldon Johnson, Bates Diop, and Sandra Mamukla Shvaley. Uh, with that being said, I really like Mamukla Shvaley, who's a good point for a guy. Probably will play mid 20s minutes, maybe a little bit more. Um, Keldon Johnson should be the go to guy. Um, he's had a couple big games of late, so I like his ceiling quite a bit. Branham and Graham, if they start in the backcourt, I think both are good plays. 5-1 for Branham, 5K for Graham. If Graham misses, I would assume they start Blake Wesley. If that's the case, he would be a good value at 3.8K. Um, Langford would probably see a little bit more run. Bates Diop, I think, starts in this scenario. And if he does, I like him at 3.7K. If you want to start messing with like the backups, I mean, maybe you could look to like Dominic Barlow might get some backup run. I don't like, you might see a little bit of Gorgie Jang here. Uh, but I wouldn't feel great about either of those guys. So, um, yeah, let's move on to the Pelicans. 
Pelican, same situation, just no Zion, no Alvarado. I like the ceiling on Ingram. I like the ceiling on CJ. They should play close to 40 minutes if this game stays competitive, but that's a big if. You know, can the Spurs team keep the game competitive? Also, JV, back-to-back smashes for him when the minutes are there. It's always the same thing with him, right? If the minutes are there, he'll most likely get you there. If he plays like 15 minutes, he's not going to get there. But he has played well of late. Also, Larry Nance has been a bit banged up. So I like the ceiling quite a bit on JV. Murphy, Herb Jones, they should see mid-30s minutes. They're reasonable options. Jay Rich of 4-3, I expect to see probably around 20 minutes off the bench. Um, I don't know if I get to anyone else. I mean, Nance, again, he's been struggling. Um, Najee Marshall at 3.6K. We'll, we'll see rotation minutes, but don't know if it'll be enough for me to get to him. Boston, Sacramento. So I really like the matchup here for Boston. The issue is now they're fully healthy. So like, I like the ceiling on Tatum and Brown are a good spot, but I'm not going to prioritize either. White, Brock, and Smart are all more secondary plays. The front court in Horford and Robert Williams are playable if there's no limitations in Robert Williams. But yeah, the tough part is, you know, Boston's had a couple guys out for a while. Now this is their fully healthy. But again, it is a really, really good matchup. So basically all secondary plays here for Boston, but I would not... I'll fault you to getting any of those guys on the Sacramento side. So, um, like the ceiling, it's a bonus and Fox, you know, last or tonight it was the Fox show, but previous to that, Sabonis has been crushing. I like the ceiling on both. If Herder's out, you should get more solidified minutes for guys like Barnes and Murray. Great Lyles by sees around 20 minutes off the bench. He's reasonable. Um, Malik Monk, Terrence Davis. So there's no Herder. You can play those guys in tournaments, but just know like if Terrence Davis struggles, they will limit his minutes. Like I believe he only played five minutes tonight. Like that's very possible. Um, but when Terrence Davis is super overall in the previous slate, of course he has to nuke it, which was very, very tilting. Um, so Herder news is pretty important. If Herder's in, I wouldn't even consider those secondary options for Sacramento. Finally, Oklahoma City and the Clippers. Uh, Shea, sub 10K. I think feels about right at 9.8. Um, Giddy, 7.6. Jalen Williams, 6.8K. These guys are playable tournament options. Ludort at 5.7 feels about right. If you want to mess with the bigs, be my guest. The big Jalen Williams, you got Dario Sarich, you know, you got some Usman Jang, maybe JRE, Elevate. Like, I just, I won't be doing it on this slate, but be my guest if you want to. Jalen Williams most likely starts. I guess he'd be the guy I feel the best about. And finally, the Clippers. So, no Norman Powell. Um, I like the ceiling on Westbrook in tournaments. What I always say with Westbrook is, if you give me mid-30s minutes from Westbrook, he is too cheap. But if you get the game where Westbrook gets benched and only plays like mid-20s minutes, he's not going to get you there. So, fine tournament play. I can't tell you whether or not he's going to close. If he plays well, most likely does. If not, he won't. Why Leonard, Paul George, 9.5 and 9.3K respectively. They're both reasonable, but um, neither stand out at their respective price points. Zubach has had a couple big games of late. Always a guy I like for tournaments. His minutes have ticked up a bit. A 45, 40, and 33 over the last three games. Fantasy points, that is. Eric Gordon's 4-7. He probably sees mid-20s minutes off the bench. A fine play. Marcus Morris has been horrific, but should see 25-ish minutes. Plumlee playing the backup five. But again, his minutes have ticked down a bit of late, but the price points come down. I'm in him too. And then Terrence Mann, Nick Batum, probably round out the rotation, but I don't know if, if I can get to either of those guys. So that is going to do it for the video, guys. Um, really appreciate you watching as always. Make sure to check out the prize picks content I'll have up after this. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next one.